This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to episode 157 of the Marathon Running Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about what to wear, runner's edition in 2023. This is the Marathon Running Podcast by Letty and Ryan from We Got The Runs. Join us in our running community for weekly content that is motivational, educational, and inspirational and let the marathon running podcast take you from the starting line to the finish line and beyond hey runners and welcome to episode 157 my name is letty my name is ryan and we are the hosts of this very podcast that today is celebrating its third anniversary. So happy anniversary, Ryan, and thank you so much for being on this journey with me. Well, thank you for doing most of the work. And thank you for not having me have a monologue every week, week after week. <laughs> I think that would get old really fast. But in all seriousness, as we look back on the past three years, I feel super grateful for all the guests that we had on the show, all the stories that we've been able to share, and all the feedback that we've been receiving from you guys. Thank you, listeners. It's been an absolute joy to be part of your lives and to get feedback of how we help you during your long runs. And basically that boils down to being the reason why we do this podcast because without listeners, I don't think we'd be doing this consistently. I also like to hear the feedback. It's fun to hear what people say and the good things they say motivates me. Yes, motivates us to keep going consistently. I, I keep having to point that out because I feel like without consistency, we don't really get to reach our goals. And we haven't really set goals for this podcast, but we've witnessed it growing. And just recently, we had reached the 150,000 listener mark, which that was also super exciting for me. It's a lot of listens. Yes, it is. Just to think that somebody tunes in week after week and listens. We're super grateful. And to show you guys our gratefulness, we are going to do our very first giveaway. We received a couple of hundred dollar gift certificates from the company Flipbelt. And we're going to post the instructions on how this giveaway is going to happen on Instagram. So if you're not following us yet, we are at Running Podcasts. Also on our Instagram, we are going to share how we celebrated this milestone, this third birthday of the podcast with a couple of fun videos. So that's enough of the housekeeping and we can move on to today's episode. So who are we talking to today? You tease the fact that you have two guests in combination, right? So it's a two guest podcast. 
Yes, I have two guests. I'm joined by Nadia Ruiz and Joe Willie Walker, also known as Iron Girl Nadia and Fart Like Fanatic, who are two people I met through Instagram, where they always share their running experience and advice with their followers. They're always very positive and inspiring, and they do have access to a lot of gear. So I figured who else to talk to but those two when it comes to running gear. That's neat. So what kind of things did you ask them? So we talked about their running backgrounds and first how they got into running, then about their favorite running gear, why they love their favorite running gear, and some tips for newer runners, how to shop for good running gear, and the importance of having the right running gear, all sorts of things along those lines. We have a lot of their affiliate links listed, discount codes, etc., which we will also post on page two of the giveaway. So that way, you listeners, if you're intrigued by one of the products that are being mentioned, are able to click on the links and also have that discount code, free shipping or whatever it be ready. So you ready to talk to him? All right. So without any further ado, we're now going to play our conversation with Nadia and Joe. All right. So I'm here with Nadia Ruiz and Joe Willie Walker. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Oh, thank, thank you for having me. Yeah, so I'm super excited to have both of you on because both of you try out a ton of products. So, but before we hop into all of that, maybe we can start with you, Nadia. Can you tell us a little bit about your running background and yourself and how you are big in the running community? Yes, my name is Nadia Reese. I was born and raised out of LA. I've been running for 25 years. I'm an endurance coach, educator, and Runner of all things, I've sampled trail running, road running, ultras, triathlons. I absolutely love moving my body. Endurance has been my jam. Uh, I started by jumping into the marathon without any experience and not knowing what I was doing. And I ran my first marathon at 14, and I fell in love with the sport ever since. That's awesome. So we're in good hands here. What about <laughs> you, Joe? Can you tell us a little bit about your running background and how you've gotten to be so big in the running community? Yeah, sure, sure. I was born in Louisiana um, and grew up playing every sport that the school offered ever since I was a little kid. So we went from baseball, basketball, football, all of those and track. And then um, I didn't really find endurance until a little bit after college. So in college, I, I ran whenever I was stressed out. I found that uh, if I had like exams that I was studying for and I needed a quick break, I would just go run a mile or two and it kind of reset me. So um, fast forward into real life and I'm starting a business and getting everything going. And I, I had a few uh, traumatic experiences in my life where stress hit me pretty hard. And I just decided one night to put on my running shoes and take off out the door. And I don't remember exactly how far I ran that night, but it was pretty far, but it, uh, but it, it cleared my mind. It allowed me to reset fully. I think that ever since then I went by a new pair of running shoes after that and I continued to do it. And it was at that point that I started to build up to the 10 K then the half marathon, and then eventually did a full later that year. So, uh, I've been hooked on it ever since. I love it. It kind of reminds me of the story of Dean Carnaza, who I think he was celebrating some birthday and he was at a bar and then he just ran home and he just kept running his age and numbers. And I know he was about 30 years old or something like that. So, yeah, no, it's amazing how running can be such a big stress relief whenever we need it. And so I'm sure that you over the years learned how 
certain things fit with your body, certain types of running gear work well with you and other ones don't. Um, can you maybe tell us about that and how important you feel that is? Yeah, sure. Uh, running gear, you know, it's running is pretty simple. It can be simplified where all you need is some some running shoes and, you know, shorts and a shirt and just go out the door. But but as you uh, start to run longer distances and it becomes more of a lifestyle, you start to find comfort in certain things. And uh, you start to realize that whenever you have the right gear, it is a total game changer for the actual enjoyment of the sport of running. And um, yeah, of course, we all have our favorites now. And it's it, over many years, it's it's changed. But uh, we, we continue to back to what works the best for us. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Nadia? Have you noticed any significant differences in what you wear over the years and what makes you feel better? Definitely, yes. I, I echo what Joe Willie says because it really is a simple sport. And I love the, to be kind of reminded of the humbleness of it and the just simpleness of it, like the Tarahumara. You know, you just, you don't even need running gear. You just go out in your sandals and you run the mountains and you can go tackle on canyons of 50 miles and more. And so that brings me always back to like, you don't need a lot of product. You don't need all the, the latest and greatest, but it's really nice when you do, because it does make things just feel a lot smoother. And also like, I mean, it goes back to the mantra. Like if you, if you, if you feel like you look good, you feel good and then you run good. So it does, does help when you have some, some good looking product and that's functional and also fashionable. Absolutely. Especially if we, like Willie said, you know, make this kind of our lifestyle, then it's nice to go shopping and reward yourself almost with something that you like. So with that said, Nadia, do you have any favorite brands or styles that you can talk to me about? Do you have any brand loyalty or are you more uh, open to different things? My favorites are, I think for females, probably commonly is Lululemon. Lululemon does some really great product, fashionable, functional they're just their, their materials are really great on running also has released their apparel like just phenomenally great their reviews have been just amazing across the board and how they just really almost feel like you're not wearing anything when they like the performance line uh, another product another line is uh, all world they're a new base out of la they started during the pandemic and just amazing amazing materials they're also a sustainability brand uh, those are kind of my top three favorites. And I've tried a bunch of others that, that have like a few pieces that I like in here and there, but I do tend to like, like brand loyalty where I think purse is just personal thing. I love to wear just one brand, making sure that I'm all wearing Lululemon or wearing all on or wearing all, all world, or if it's, if it's going to be Nike or, or Adidas, like just kind of personal pet peeve. I don't like to see different brands. I like just, like, oh, it's an ASIC shirts and Adidas shorts and, you know, Nike socks, like just, just personal. But I think that's a little pet peeve of mine. <laughs> I have to agree on that because I just saw my son trying to dress himself for preschool and he was wearing an Adidas, you know, with a big white striped shirt. And then he was wearing Nike shorts. And then he was saying, just to see those couple together, I was like, ah, maybe we should change you and you can wear that after school. I don't know what it is about that, but I have to agree on that. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Joe? Do you have brand loyalty or how does it work for you? I do. I do. Um, now, I'm not to the point where I have to be all one brand head to toe. I just pretty much go with whatever matches the best. But a lot of my brands, they're they're very quaint with their logos, so you can't really see uh, anyway. But 
for shoes it's saucony um for for many many years i've just found that the the fit of the saucony shoes just suits my foot the best you know and as everybody's feet are different but um but that's what works for me so that's my primary shoe um being that we are in south louisiana a lot of times the only thing i wear is shorts to go run because it's hot 10 months out of the year here but um my shorts my choices are uh Johnji and rabbit so uh Johnji's a sustainable brand but their their shorts are extremely comfortable i'm i'm pretty pretty snobby about my shorts i like them to fit perfect and and those two brands suit me best and the okay is is my favorite as far as uh keeping my feet dry well ventilated also um blister free and they're uh, they're a sustainable brand as well so it's very cool of them that's awesome. It's nice to hear how you guys pick your stuff. So for the newer runners, so I'm going to start with you, Nadia. How would you recommend that somebody would start shopping for something? Should they go to favorite brands or should they just go to a general store with a lot of running product? How do people even get started in this? I think definitely you want to go with your favorite brands, but also rec recommendations from runners. It helps tremendous amount. I mean, we have so many forums and social media where there's feedback and just having someone say like, okay, what's, what's your favorite shorts? What's your favorite top? What's your favorite sock? What's your favorite shoe? It really helps to kind of like test and try. And as a coach, like I do love trying new, brand, new products, whether it's apparel or consuming products, because it helps just give recommendations to a variety of runners because not one thing is going to fit all and it helps a lot to just be able to test and try and I think by taking in recommendations from others helps a lot to build that trust and see what works for you because I think we don't want to say like oh just because this brand or this product works for you it's going to for sure work for me it's really a test and try and a trial and error yeah that's so right because everybody's body is different everybody's ability to wear something or at least how they feel in it obviously you mentioned that earlier that's a big part of what we are who we are as a runner um so i like that and what about you joe what did what would be your recommendation for somebody who wants to get into running and wants to start shopping for good running stuff so if they're you know just coming brand new to running i would say um like like Nadia said, you know, it's the best to try on the brands. Like if you can go to an actual running store where you can actually try on and see what the fit and the feel is like, that's always best. And but um I do go towards like running reviews as well. So they have reviews all over the the, the internet, you know, whether it's written or or some YouTube reviews or whatnot, but you can find reviews on what shorts or or gear or shoes or anything work best for people. But um all in all, the best thing to do is to actually be able to have it in hand and try it on. And once you try on a bunch of them and, and you kind of get your you get your stride going in the running lifestyle, you'll eventually develop your favorites and you'll know which ones work best for you over time. Okay, perfect. So, all right. So let's talk about shoes within your brand. So say, Joe, you mentioned you like Saucony and then you want to start training for a marathon and maybe it's not your first marathon. Let's talk about what type of different shoes, even just within your brand, do you recommend for the different types of runs that we do? So for Saucony, I would say my favorite, like everyday trainer, like if I'm just going to go out and run some, uh, some base miles is probably on the ride. Uh, right now they're on the ride 16, which is a fantastic shoe. Um, if I'm going towards more cushion, 
and I want something for a long run or a recovery run that's not going to beat up the legs too much, I go with the Triumph. The Triumph has a little bit higher stack, more cushion. It's a little more plush, so it's a little easier on the legs overall. Um, if I'm going to branch out into a speed day or do some sprints or some intervals or uh, fartlek exercises, I would go with the speed. Uh, right now, they're on the speed three, which is um, which is a fantastic shoe. I actually ran a fartlek exercise uh, this morning in that exact shoe. Um, other than that, whenever you get to races, that's uh, that's very particular to the person. Um, for my race day shoe, I go with the Pro Three. I've I've yet to try the Elite from Saucony, um, but the Pro Three has has treated me extremely well for race day. And um, other shoes that I have, I also have the New Balance Rebel uh, V3. Um, the Rebel by New Balance is a great shoe for an everyday trainer as well, and and I use that. One rotation constantly also okay so you did branch out over to a different brand with that one so that's good too that's good yeah. to know that you still even though you love Saucony you're able to take another shoe into your rotation I, I do I branch out I have a couple other brands that are in my closet right now uh, I just I just find that I don't reach for them as much so yeah all right so how about you nadia how many shoes do you have in your rotation and what do you use them for are they all the same brand or how did you pick them how many do i have in my rotation i think 10 i think i have about 10 or more but i've also have probably another 20 shoes that are completely new and unboxed and ready to go when i need them i mean there's nothing like a fresh pair of new running shoes It's just you open it up, the smell, the feel. I mean, you put on it and you just jump around. I think it just makes runners so excited to have a new pair of shoes, regardless of brand. I mean, the number one recommendation I have for whether it be new runners or runners that are running for a few years or even runners that are kind of trying to look for new brands is number one, as probably Joe knows, is you'd want to go get what, what's your pronation? Are you neutral? Are you stable? Are you, uh, do you have a high arch and getting that tested? And you could do home tests for that. You could do it at a running specialty store. And then finding out what your specific type and then getting the recommendation from a running store telling you like this is the, the shoe type that you want from different brands. And so for me personally, I've, I'm grateful that I've been able to try a bunch of different brands like from on running from Adidas to Nike to uh, New Balance and all of them. I, I appreciate to try the, the new ones and, and the newest and latest and greatest. So for on running their cushion shoe that was released like the cloud stratus uh, or the cloud monster are definitely great trainer shoes if you want to do whether it be a 5k a half marathon or a marathon it's just great cushioning same thing with like hoka if you're looking at hoka some good cushioning shoes that my dad actually loves to use hoka is the clifton or the bondi the bondi has there has their most cushioning and he loves to race in those uh personally I right now am on a huge uh, Nike kick. I have tried my first super shoe. And I mean, after running 25 years, I finally gave in to the super shoe culture and amazing. I cannot believe the difference what an alpha fly or a vapor fly feels like. I, it's, it's almost like just difficult to describe coming from what running 25 years in, in a non-super shoe and then putting those on. It's like, wow, I don't really, the energy return is, is phenomenal. How it just, I have developed like a more, I regain my confidence of going downhill where like I feel more, more protection from the alpha fly. I feel like I can just push harder and 
it's probably the shoe, you know, giving me more energy return. And I think that's kind of why I was even more sore than normal at Big Sur because I was able to push a little bit harder with that confidence I had returned. Because I used to be a really good downhill runner uh, in back in my 20s. And I kind of pulled back because I felt like the more the wear and tear in my body. And I, that's why I was opting more for cushion shoes. I'm a neutral runner and I, I have a pretty good efficient form. So I'm pretty adaptable in different brands. But the Nike Alpha Fly has been an amazing shoe to race in. And I think I, I'm keeping that just for my racing. As, as I tell my clients and my athletes is like, you want maybe want to try and train in heavy shoes and then race in fast, light shoes, because you'll just feel a huge difference. You feel like you do fly. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do agree with that. Um, it was it was pretty mind blowing for me with the first time I tried a pair of carbon plated shoes. Um, <laughs> And I held off for a little while because I was like, ah, you know, I don't want to jump onto that, you know. Same, <laughs> same. I mean, it was probably a year and a half into it until I finally decided like, okay, let me go. I'm going to buy a pair of these shoes and I just want to see what the rave is all about. And uh, and thankfully, I'm I'm a neutral uh, runner as well because the majority of the race shoes are in a neutral. You know, they don't really have a lot of stability options in the carbon plated race world. Um but yeah, going to the, like you said, you know, going to find out exactly your foot shape and whether you pronate or, or supinate or whatnot is very important. And you can usually do that at the running stores. They have some that will actually watch you walk. Uh, some of them will watch you while you run on a treadmill in their store. And then they, I've also been to somewhere they actually scan your entire foot. You put your foot into this thing and it scans it, the whole thing and it shows you on the computer um, the shape of your foot down to the millimeter of every part of it and which shoes match and uh, suit you best. So it's it's interesting to see that work as well. That's wonderful that they now do it on the computer. I know that when I first started running, they just had me run in front of them and then kind of told me what they felt. All right. So that's that for shoes. And you kind of already told us, Joe, about your shorts. Um, Nadia, what are your favorite running shorts or running skirts i know they have those too what what do you like to run in uh, i love the uh, all world has this new new shorts that i have every color in i mean once i find a short that fits and fits great and is functional and it has like just the right amount of pockets not too many but just can hold what i need to hold like, like a gel or my electrolytes or my salt pills like it's perfect so all world has this the beautiful running shorts that fit perfectly around the hip. They don't fall and they're not, they're just flattering just enough and like three inch seam. Lululemon also has the run swiftly shorts that are amazing. I also have every color in those. I remember I, I let the, actually when you posted something about the Nike Pro, the shorts and how many colors you have, I go, oh, that's me. <laughs> I have every single color in, in my shorts once I find a favorite. And then on running, on running has beautiful, just light, perfectly like fit shorts and I found that like because I was seeing whenever runners have like just some female runners that have like the shorts that just kind of fly I and mean, they look like so lightweight and like wow that looks so beautiful I wonder what that feels like and so Nike you know has like they're also short too but as lightweight functional you know, it feels if you and then for women like if you feel sexy in your shorts and you feel confident and just is going to help you focus more on your run too. 100% couldn't have said any better and you know as you know I have that loyalty to the Nike pros unfortunately they don't have pockets so um, I'm gonna try your all world shorts and see how they work for me as well but I'll have to check out all world as well this is the first time I hear of them so I'm gonna look it up yeah they're great and they have their men line everyone that's tried them and loves them and, and because of sustainability I also love that too they, they started as a passion project 
and right before the pandemic, but they pushed through and they made it through here in the LA community and, and they're just expanding. So it's, it's really good. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll try those out. So now I can't ask you, Joe, but I'm going to ask Nadia, what about sports bras? You know how it is as a female. I am very, very particular about the sports bras I wear. Not all of them fit me. I don't want there to be any jiggle, any bouncing. So I basically have one pair, the Brooks Maya that fits, and I just have a thousand of them <laughs> and another pair as well. Glamorose, I think is the brand. What about you? How do you pick them? I love when a brand allows and gives like options and needs to give options because a woman's shape, even above on top is so different. It could be the size and girth of your rib cage. It can be the size of your, of your breasts and your bust. And so just like there's a variety in our bras, then there should be variety in our sports bras. It shouldn't be just one size fits all a small, medium, large, but even like just different fashion, because again, whether people run in their sports bra or not, like if a girl just runs in her sports bra without a shirt or she has the shirt on, if you have a sports bra that you feel confident in, if you feel that's sexy, if you feel that's just fashionable or bright, like whatever makes you feel good is so important. And I'm sure that's important for men too. But it just, I think like for a woman, if she's wearing lingerie and nobody sees her lingerie and she's wearing her dress, she just feels internally sexy. She feels internally confident. She feels internally great to just, you know, walk, walk and strut her stuff. Same thing with the woman's sports bra. We want to make sure that we have something that's functional, but also fashionable. So one of the brands that I absolutely love, and I started out with them, they're also a small company that have expanded really great, is Handful. Handful was inspired by, um, it's a woman-owned company, and they also still, all it's all women business, is by can't helping cancer patients. And so uh, if whenever they, they had to remove the, the, the breast tissue because of cancer, they wanted to like, okay, a woman wants to feel flattered in, in, her, in her sports bra and her bras. And so these bras were there to support them and since like their first line, they've expanded to probably six to eight different styles, every different color and different type of print. And even with them, I have every color, every new release, every uh, just print, because I love to have a variety, even if it's you, you just see the strap on the top, like I like to have different colors and, and feel good. But the biggest thing is, is like they, they tailor to all sizes from, from small, like your most petite female to you know, plus size, they just have everything and they cater to the woman that, that actually want the, whatever they're looking for. And for me, one of my biggest issues early on in running was if it's ever too hot or too humid, the chafing right underneath the sports bra, right underneath, like in between the breasts can just be horrible, horrible, horrible cuts. And you get that scar and you're screaming in the shower, um, no matter how much Vaseline or petroleum jelly that you put there, it's just, it, it, it was a problem area. So finding something that wasn't too constricting, but supportive and in, in your bus size, and it has the options. So I can recommend to like my athletes and clients. And also they have a story behind them. Like they're, they're there to help the community. They're there to help women feel confident. And, and, you know, they had the passion, what they wanted to start with. Handful is wonderful in that, in that sense. Uh, going back to on running on running also just released like their, their sports bra line last year. It was just new in, in 2022. Uh, they did a great job with their two options. One more like yoga focus, if you're just doing not more non-impact and then they're running sports bra, which is more supportive. So you have your options there. Material is, is phenomenally uh, soft and, and great. All world also has their sports bras and they, they, they focus on like, again, flattery, but super soft and, and supportive. And so it's almost like now that, that these brands are, 
developing such great sports bras, it helps me feel confident to like actually be in my sports bra and maybe take off my shirt and be like, oh, this is almost feels like a top and I'm confident. It's not where you're just, you're showing too much. You're just showing enough, but it's, it's, uh, it's very, very comforting and, and functional. Those are like my three top brands. Yeah. Thank you for those recommendations. I hadn't heard of two of those brands. So I'm definitely going to try them out. I'm kind of in the same boat as Joe. I live in Southern Florida. Right now it's 90 degrees outside. Your sports bra is your shirt. It's humid. It's hot. You're soaked by the time you reach the mailbox. So that's really great recommendations because that is your top. So let's move on to watches. I know everybody loves Garmin. I used to have an Apple watch. I switched over to Garmin. I will not go back. However, I do hear good things about the Cora's watch also. What do you guys recommend? What do you use? And what should first-time runners look into? Let's start with you, Joe, because we've kept you silent with the sports bra conversation. <laughs> All right. Yeah. My choice on the watch is the Forerunner 955 Solar from Garmin. And um, as far as the number of stats and the data, it produces is is pretty phenomenal it gives me everything that i need um all the way down to my hrv at night and, and recovering and not, and whenever i team it up with my heart rate monitor it suddenly spits out more data um you know as far as ground contact time and whether you're balanced and stuff like that and what your stride length is and your vert uh, oscillation and a lot of a lot of things that uh, a seasoned runner can look into and be like, okay, I, this is useful stuff. I can make changes. I can make corrections, or I'm I'm perfectly fine where I'm at. Um, but I have I have looked into the Coro stuff. You know, they they hit the scene and they made a big splash, and uh, they do have some impressive products. And I've 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 looked at it and I've considered like just trying one of them out. But you know, once you have the Garmin and Garmin Connect, and and you have the watch and the heart rate monitor and everything's intertwined together and connected in i'm like like this is i'm i'm sticking with garmin it's it's doing everything that i needed to do and it's satisfying me so i'm just gonna stick here yeah and especially since you just mentioned the heart rate monitor that you have around your chest that also gives you more information such as stride length i didn't know that i was always wondering how people did get that information oh yeah it's it's crazy um and i didn't i didn't realize that either i i got it mainly so I can have a more accurate reading on the heart rate because, you know, you know, the, the heart rate monitors on wrist based is it does a, a decent job, but it's not always accurate on the wrist. Uh, and, you know, being that we have extreme heat and humidity here, I want to make sure that my heart wasn't getting too high. Uh, so I, I bought the heart rate monitor mainly just to have a more accurate heart rate whenever I was running. And then whenever I opened up my watch and I was running and I was scrolling through it, all of a sudden had all these new screens and all this new information and i was like whoa like you know I, I realized that it connected together and then all of a sudden it was just had like three more pages of data that that uh suddenly appeared on my garmin connect which was really cool yeah that's awesome i love that we have data and we can interpret it however we want especially for running coaches because it allows you guys also to see where you're trainees are at because a lot of them probably i'm assuming don't live in the same area you don't really go running with them so if you see someone's stride length being super short and choppy then hey there's one more area that we can potentially work on to to become better runners so that's great um so nadia how about you what kind of watch do you use how did you pick it and what watch would you recommend for newer runners 
Uh, just kind of echoing what Joe said, Garmin is great. It's a phenomenal company and they have great products and you have a lot of options to go from. And this actually was my first GPS watch. And I had Garmin back way back in the day because of my dad. My dad used to have like the, the GPS in the car with the Garmin. And then when they released their new new GPS watches. And these were, this was the ones that back in the day when it was like a block on your wrist. It was huge Garmin. And, you know, that was it. Like that was the newest and latest and greatest. And now when you look at old race photos, you're like, holy cow, that's how big GPS watches were. <laughs> like you're in ancient times. And so that's kind of what my dad and I used to have. We used to have like the, he had the, I, we had different colored ones. You know, he used the heart rate monitor. I didn't. And it was really fun, just fun to have a lot of new data back then. And so we stuck with Garmin because that's what we're familiar with. But when Coros came out, Coros was like just up and coming brand. And, and um, this, the, the owner reached out to me like, we'd love to like give you a watch. And if you want to try and test it out, just give us your honest feedback. And again, this is just right when they were starting. I'm like, yeah, great. They're based out of Irvine. Tried it out. I'm like, oh, this is great. This is phenomenal. Okay. And the great thing about Coros is they're because they were a new company, they were really, really responsive to consumer feedback. So whatever feedback they were given, like we want it, we want this change in the screen, we want this change in the buttons, we want this change. This is what we're looking for in the software, the hardware. They were very responsive to it in their new release of products and their updates. And so they continue to expand and create even a better quality of a watch. And just they've, they've grown. They've grown to be a top competitor in the GPS watch technology. And, and it's a phenomenal watch. And I, again, I still support like Garmin is a great product. But the difference with Coros is like they were kind of coming on with like the newest battery life. Like, and everyone else had to compete with them. Like, holy cow, their battery life is 100 hours in ultra GPS mode. Like, wow, we got to up our game. And it almost pushed the envelope and it pushed other other brands to like, we got to compete with them because they're, everyone's looking now for battery length. Everyone's, you know, we don't want to charge for, especially for ultra runners, if they're doing a hundred miler, some runners were running with like a like a little separate battery and charging their watch on the go. So when that kind of helped, and it wasn't only for runners too, because they, I mean, ultra runners, because people were saying like, well, it's kind of nice that I don't have to plug in my watch every single night and then, or every single run just to make, I top it off and, and battery charge. So I think that was, that was the biggest thing that kind of helped them grow fast and then it wasn't just that but it was all the other features that they have in their watch so they have different price points too which is great if someone is just looking to start out and they want just the basic features and or if they want all the latest and greatest so there's the coros apex there's a coros like apex pro and then if you want to go to the top of the line of coros vertex which can gives you extreme amount of data of altitude the barometer the you know how much gain you're doing if you're if you're actually doing uh, mountaineering so i've tried like from the beginning years. And I've also, like, I have the lower price points and I have the vertex. So it's nice to like have a variety to choose from. If you want a small like watch frame, if you want like all the features, or if you want, um, you know, a little heavier watch and bigger watch, you can do that too with the vertex. So Coros has, has definitely provided a, pro a high quality product at a very competitive price. I think that's, that's the biggest thing in their favor is that you can find all the features that, that other brands maybe are, are offering at a lower price point. And so once my athletes do try it, they're like, wow, this is really great. It's not like because it's a more inexpensive product that like they're, they're still getting a high quality and they've been signing on, you know, all the best athletes of the world. If you're they're looking at Ilita Kipchoge, the best marathoner, road marathon in the world. They have they have Killian Jornet, the best mountaineering athlete in the world. They have Camille Herron, which is the 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 best female ultra runner in the world. So 
it's kind of like when the best of the best ha- are signed on with corals, it's really helped them in their favor. And I'm really grateful to have been with them since the beginning. I do agree. Whenever they, uh, they started signing on certain athletes, I was like, Whoa, okay. There's something yeah. like, this is really something they, they have a great product apparently. And, um, whenever they first launched, I was at the point where I was using the, uh, the forerunner Two Forty Five music at the time. That was my watch that I was using. And, you know, it did the basic stuff, but the battery life started to, as it was getting older, the battery life got lower and lower and lower. And I had to charge it more and more. And I kept reading about Poros's long battery life, you know, like uh, Killian's going up on a mountain and he's going to be there running for this long and he doesn't have to charge his watch. But um, that was the one thing that tempted me big time to switch at the time. And I researched and went back and forth and I was like, man, I don't know. And and I ended up going with the solar, which now carries my battery life much longer because I'm out in the sun all the time. But um, but yeah, that was that was one of the key factors was was the battery life for Coros. You know, um, aside from everything else, all the data that both of them can provide, our Coros was known to have that battery life that just surpassed what Garmin had at the time for sure. So I love it. I mean, I'm using that very watch that you just mentioned my battery life is not bad at all it's a 245 garmin the music version five days i came from an apple watch and it's so different because with apple watch they're like oh analyze your sleep data and i'm like i can't i have to charge the watch every night so what's the point in having sleep data when you don't get the actual data on it so yeah we've we've come a long way so besides watches what else are you guys using what are your favorites do you have any favorite hats do you have anything else socks that you recommend how about we start with you joe on that one uh other favorites i have i have my favorites in a lot of categories like the belts um i I love spy belt uh just for my basic runs now if i'm going for an extended long run I, i i switch the flip belt just because it increases the storage and i could carry more gels but my everyday run i use the spy belt um favorite for music is shocks absolutely love shocks i started using them i think back in 2018 or 2019 and uh just the the difference that it's made for the awareness and the safety of the runner is phenomenal uh sound quality is great durability is fantastic i've i've ran through thunderstorms with these things they've they're waterproof to a certain extent of course you can't drop them at the bottom of the pool for a long time but um the shocks headphones have been fantastic for me. Uh, I can hear, you know, if a dog is approaching or traffic or sirens or horns or anything that's around me while still enjoying my music. Um, other than that, I would say one thing that's kind of underestimated is the quality of socks. Also. Um, uh, I've had, I've had some people that reached out and said, Hey, I'm, I'm running and I continue to get blisters. Like what's going on. Okay. Well, what socks are you using? Well, I just have some some cotton ankle socks, you know. Um, it's like okay, first you need a you need a it might be shoes, but first let's just try with the le- the least expensive route. Let's get you some actual running socks, and uh, I do think that that makes a big difference. You know, just the material that they use and the fit and how where the where the seams are and the stitching and everything like that just makes a big difference whenever you're talking about socks. Um, other than that, favorites I have I do have favorite hats. Uh, I wear caps during almost every run um, for sun, but also for sweat. Uh, Cause once, once it starts to, I'm, I'm obviously a salty sweater. So whenever it gets in my eyes, it burns. But uh, whenever I have a cap on, I don't have to worry about that, whether I'm wearing it forward or backwards. And um, 
I like certain fits of caps. I have, I have Nike caps, which I really like because they're, um, their connector on the back is just the Velcro. It's really small. It's not bulky at all. It's very lightweight. Um, I do also like CLA. CLA has some great caps. And uh, what's the other one that I wear a lot? I wear the Saucony Outpace cap a lot as well. I have that one in several different colors. So So that's great, Joe. What about you, Nadia? What do you wear? What are your go-to items that we haven't mentioned yet when it comes to running? Uh For a female, like, I love hats over visors. I used to use visors a lot when I would have my hair in a ponytail. But as I've gotten older and running more, I just know that I you kind of pull your hair too much. And it's like the, it's not so good for the hair. Like that's why I don't put my hair in a ponytail very much. I put it on a, like a loose pony. And so I, I opt for hats. So performance hats are my go-to for me. Trucker hats tend not to fit really great in my head I think because I have a really large circumference in my head I got inherited from my dad he's got a big head even when I get have cycling helmets I have to get large and you know I have a just it's just I mean, probably my hair too but performance hats just fit really great and plus like if they're if it's a hot outside I can still wet it and it'll, it'll, it'll cool off um, I'm not a big headband person but if I'm work if working out on the treadmill definitely I love the headbands to, to keep the sweat out of my eyes and because there's no wind factor uh, for hydration like packs I, I don't normally wear any belts whenever I'm doing on the road running I usually just have a handheld from ultimate ultimate direction they have their 500 milliliter handheld and that's sufficient enough they have a pocket for your phone or anything any gels that you want and because I'm a trail runner I do uh, practice carrying like a handheld and, and so the weight's just fine you can just kind of switch you can carry two handhelds or one handheld um, as a trail runner, though, I do love hydration packs. Ultimate Direction has different capacity size, and you can get 12-liter volume, you can get 20-liter volume, or even if you're a fast packer, you can get a 30-liter volume of a hydration vest. And the great thing about Ultimate Direction is just they're made by athletes for athletes, and they're based out of Colorado. They just have a lot of adjustability. They can fit for different frames of body, they have different sizing, they have a bunch of different pockets. You can mix and match with bottles. You can mix, mix and match with hydration bladders. And so I personally love variety. I get bored with the same thing over and over and over. So I don't tend to run with bladders anymore. I tend to run with probably like three or four different 500 milliliter bottles. And I put a different flavor of electrolyte inside of it, each one. And one of them is with water in case I want to wet myself on the trails. Because I, I tend to do all of my long runs in the trails. So I'll, I'll be out there for, you know, 15, 20, 22 miles. If I'm doing and a mountain run, you tend to be out there for like six hours, eight hours. And you don't feel it because you're just having a great time out in the mountains and altitude and, and just scenery, no service. You just listen to a podcast or listening to the, just the wind blowing in the trees. So ultimate direction is my go-to for hydration bottles, hydration belts, and hydration vests. So those are my favorites. Um I think that's kind of covers, but he covered the socks really well. The socks is definitely extremely important and it helps protect those feet and make keep them pretty feet. And even though I've been running for 25 years, people are pretty impressive. Like, wow, your, your feet don't look tore up. Like if, if you were an ultra runner and go foot care is extremely important. And it does begin with the socks, but I also do get pedicures every week just to help. <laughs> it definitely does help. Last question or almost last question. We're almost through my questions that I've written down here. Uh, let's talk about recovery tools and also recovery nutrition. What are your go-to items when it comes to those? 
I'm a huge advocate of recovery. I, I, I have every tool that I could possibly get my hands on. So just to go to, through scan, a percussive device is really important versus over a massage gun. You want to get a high quality percussive device. The frequency and the amplitude really matters. So I, I choose Theragun. And, and I mean, it's one of the best in the market. You have now different price points that you can choose with Theragun. Um, you could go with their latest release, but if you're also on a budget, you don't have to go with the, the newest generation. You can go with one of their first generations and or the previous year, and it still is a, a phenomenal product. You can get a smaller one, the Theragun Mini as well, which is 20, you can put up to 20 pounds of pressure. The Theragun Pro, you can put up to 60 pounds of pressure. So it's a great tool to mobilize. It's a great tool to recovery. It's just, it's a great tool to travel with and have with you and use on a regular basis. I also have the compression boots by, by Therabody. They have their jet boot boots, which are wireless. They have the one with the console as well. Again, different price points that you can choose from. And they, they also connect to the, the, their Therabody app. So it's great that you can, you can program what you want specifically and, and target like, okay, this is my problem area. This is the type of massage that I want. This is the type of uh, whatever that is that you need in the Therabody is very, very super helpful. The Therabody app is free. And even if you don't have one of the tools, you can kind of look at uh, the resources there as well. Uh, I do use an eStem as well. <laughs> eStem, Therabody has their their release as a power dot, but other eStems are a really great uh, tool to use for recovery. Uh, and then if you want to go more basic, anything like for trigger point, like if you have just a ball to foam, like to roll your feet on, or if you have a foam roller, those are really great tools and simple tools to use that should every runner should add to their arsenal. And, you know, you can, you get those for 20, 30 bucks and something that is almost inexcusable for not foam rolling on a regular basis. I know I, even myself included, I don't foam roll on a regular basis because I just opt for my Theragun. Those are really great ones. Uh, what else for recovery? Oh, and then you'd want to, if you want to go up even the next, the next notch, you can get your cryotherapy. Uh, I even got a, a cold tank for home, but I do love going to the spa and doing contrast contrast therapy where you you switch between the sauna and a cold tank phenomenally great for recovery if whether you do it before your races or before intense training or if you do it not around your training or even right after your race your legs will just snap back just amazing it's like sauna training by itself is great infrared sauna is great if you do cold tank ther therapy with your breathing exercise it's great but if you combine both of them together the contrast it's like a whole nother level and and that's a simple thing to do because a lot of gyms are offering it now they're adding the cold tanks to their gym or next to their saunas uh, a lot of spas and wellness areas are uh, offering it too but now a lot of companies are offering it for you to have your own at home which is great great we have the different price options for those too that's one that I would highly recommend. I have my dad doing contrast therapy, probably, like I said, five days a week, he does it for his sciatica, for his herniated disc, and he has a lot of chronic pain and it helps him tremendously. Awesome. Yeah, I have, um, as far as recovery tools, I, I'm a little bit more basic with, you know, uh, stretching. I have a ball to roll around on. I have a foam roller. Um, other than that, I do have a gun by Adaday is the brand I actually won that at a race one, one, uh, one weekend, but, uh, it's been very helpful in that regard. But, um, let's see recovery. Otherwise I do a lot of Epsom salt baths whenever the workouts are getting hard or, you know, uh, after a long run, I thoroughly enjoy an Epsom salt bath and I feel that they work tremendously. And whenever I do get into 
the peaks of my training blocks, I will start going to a cryotherapy place here in town. Um, that does, that does help a, a ton with the actual recovery side of things. And I've never done the cold plunge. Um, I did one this past winter. I jumped in my pool after I run and it was cold. It was like 55, 50 to 55 or something like that. And uh, that was probably the closest thing to a cold plunge that I've done, but I've been very, very curious about it. So I've been looking that up lately. Yeah, I've been I've been looking at that stuff too. Um, and I'm kind of basic like you too. I try to make use of what we have. We do have a pool in the backyard that we don't heat unless it's summertime. So summertime, we keep it at 87, 89, don't judge, but we like it warm. Um, but right now the pool is probably 70 degrees. So I love going for a run. It's 90 outside. And then you jump in the pool and it really kind of shocks you. And I just try to stay in there as long as possible. But I can't imagine cryotherapy and all those are super cold, but probably feel super good afterwards as well. Yeah, some of the cold tanks and depending upon where you go, they, they do a really good job of keeping it super cold. And even without the ice, they just have a cooling mechanism so they can go down to 45 degrees. There's some tanks that go to 40 degrees and it's just it's it's just a whole new ball game and you have to practice. It's like a stress stimulus that you want on your body and you practice it holding your, like doing different breathing exercises and you're, you're in there for 10 seconds, a splash or a dunk. And my parents, like they like to do a big, a full body dunk. For me, I prefer to go waist, waist down and I'll sit there for, and I build up from five minutes to 10 minutes. Um, my weakness is going from the neck down so from the neck down, I can usually only last a few seconds. That's It's a lot harder for me because my heart rate tends to go just crazy. So it's about really regulating your heart rate and doing the breathing exercises, the Wim Hof breathing method. It's just, it's great. Once you start, you're like, oh, okay. It's, it's very hard to start, but when you get a regular routine with it, it's a it's a good tool to use. And something else I had actually forgotten to, that's a huge uh, asset if you can is getting body work or massage uh, they could just address areas in your body that you tend to not know that there maybe you have some knots and and scar tissue and imbalances and they really get to know your body really well and help you recover I think that's just something that we can you can add to our health arsenal not just as a runner but in overall health because even if you're working at a computer or at a desk for anywhere from 40 60 hours a week there is going to be imbalances and not proper posture and so a body work massage is something that we should gift ourselves it definitely is something that we should do i do have a massage that i try to go to uh, i probably should go more but um the majority of my day i'm sitting at a desk so i try to figure out like okay posture get it back you know, um, but the as far as the the cold plunges, I've been looking into those. They have the barrel and all kinds of stuff that you can get for your house. And I was like, man, because my gym doesn't have it. It has a sauna, but it doesn't have the cold plunge. Not not yet, anyway. So, yeah. Um, what about you guys and nutrition? What are you go to nutrition items? Do you guys have certain products that use to recover, to eat, to drink? What do you What do you prefer? As far as, uh, as far as nutrition, um, on the go while I'm running, I use, you can, so that's my nutrition while I'm running. That's the gels that I've found, um, have the most sustainable energy for me. And, um, for hydration to replenish, I use tailwind. So I use their, their powders, um, you know, the appropriate amount of, of salts and all the other minerals that you need. Then, um, otherwise protein, 
I kind of flip back and forth between proteins. Uh, I, I bounce back and forth between brands, and uh, I usually always try the vanilla flavor. I'm, I'm stuck with vanilla, but uh, but right now I'm using Orgain. It's a plant-based one, and it, it seems to be really good. Like its nutrition facts panel is really good, and it tastes good as well. So, but I'm always I'm always switching in that category. For me, for my fueling nutrition, uh, the the rocket fuel that I use is Morton. Morton has just developed a technology in their nutrition and delivery system, and also our uh, the ability of our GI tract to absorb the amount of carb carbohydrates that they have is just phenomenal in the Morton. So they have their caffeinated and their non-caffeinated gels. They now release their their new solid form. It's easy, easily digestible carbohydrates. And they also do, so they used to bicarbonate, they have their drink mix. So developing a strategy for your fueling, for your nutrition, for your long runs, for your long cycling sessions, all of that is, is really important for your long trail runs. Uh, but because I've been in I've been running for so long and, and I love food and I love fueling, I, I've, I have fueled with all different products. And I, I like to recommend that to my, my athletes is that this is what I use and it works phenomenally great, but I'd like you to be open to trying a bunch of different products to see what, what your palate likes, what you, what flavors you like, what sits well in your stomach. And, and just, if you find a certain brand that you kind of like more than the one that I use, and that's great. Just find what works for your GI tract. Um, I feel that my GI tract is very, very strong and it's taken a bunch of things just because of all the ultra training that I've done and the Ironman that I've done. Those two types of events have really taught me that the discipline that we don't train enough is our fueling. And if you want to optimize peak performance, if you want to optimize going out there for long and not bonking and not shutting down, then your fueling strategy needs to be on point and it needs to be explored. And, and I mean, this is one of the things, especially for women, I think it's more important for women to push this. It's like, you need to fuel on your runs. You need to fuel on your long sessions because for them, it's like, no, 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 I don't want to take in calories. I'm not hungry. I'm not this, I'm not that. And I don't want to like be gaining weight and stuff, you know? And I, I, that's a big, especially like women, I think in their twenties, when I was training my clients, they're like, no, 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 I don't, I don't want to have breakfast or I don't want to have gels. I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm the difference, but just the physiology and the kinesiology of our body of what you can tap into. It's like, okay, yeah, you run the maybe this long run at a certain time and you feel okay. But imagine if you actually fueled correctly, and you optimized it, how much better you can feel and how much stronger you can finish. And not only that, but also you're setting yourself up for your next training session. So how you're fueling and how you're replenishing your body is important for the next one and the next one and the next one. So if you're going to completely be underfueled or being malnourished, it's going to, it's going to impact your overall performance and your recovery rate. So that's, that's why I enforce, or I, I push the, the fueling strategy. I also encourage runners to try a bunch of different products. And, you know, these are the ones that I've tried. I've, and then I also like, like to recommend runners, whatever race they're training for, like know what the on-course nutrition is going to be. Try it. You don't have to use it, but at least try it just in case. Like, let's say you're carrying your brand and you end up forgetting it race morning, or you drop it during the race. At least you have as a backup, you've already practiced with what's on course. So that you won't have to be like panicking, like, oh, I'm going to have GI distress because I just tried a new product on race day. So that's something that I do recommend for my athletes to always do. Have your go-to, but also practice with whatever's on course. And so that's for like fueling. For electrolytes, I like to try um, electrolyte. Electrolyte is a, a 
company that started in the 1950s in Mexico, and they're they're coming really big in the endurance community here in LA and in the United States. And so they're really great. They have their zero calorie, they have their carbohydrate filled form, and it's it's super helpful for you know your replenishing carbohydrates, or but most importantly, you're you're replenishing your electrolytes. But I've also tried a bunch of different other brands because again, it's your palate, like your, all of your taste buds. When you're tasting things, it's it's what you prefer and what you're going to go to to help you hydrate while you're training before, during, or after. So there's Drip Drop, there's Liquid IV, there's Vital For You, or there's there's tons of different ones out there that I would encourage runners to try and see like what works with your palate. Uh, for, for protein, I like to go more for food. I like to offer just new, new, like nourishing my body with a balanced, healthy diet. And I love seafood. I love my lean meats. And I, I love to just to fuel as much as I can. And I do go to the carbohydrates whenever I can. But um, food and nutrition and electrolytes and hydration is super important. And I think ultra running and tri- triathlons to help me discover that how what works for my body. Perfect. I love all these tips and all these brands. Um, I really appreciate your input. And then now, as promised, my very last question um, for, you know, both of you, what advice do you have for runners that are currently struggling with their journey? What keeps you inspired and what can you say to them to keep them going? I would say, uh, one, be patient with your progressions. And comparison is the devil. So never compare especially in today's world with social media and whatnot never never sit there and compare yourself to others because everybody's on a different journey they're at a different point of their journey and you have to be patient with yours and run the mile that you're in i mean that's ultimately what it comes down to this uh, also the the new the new runners out there should know that the the running community is um is very welcoming so in that regard, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out at any time. Ask questions about, you know, running to people that that you look up to, you know, and they'll they'll gladly help you out. You know, just like, um, you know, someone who's trying to find new running shoes or something like that, but they don't have the budget for, you know, uh, a, a carbon plated racer. That's three hundred dollars. Well, you can look at the previous model. The previous model is always going to be out there and it's always going to be on sale and it's probably equally as good. Uh, so that's one way to get into into running and try to try to feel more like a runner. If you feel like you need to get certain brands or you need to get like like Nadia says, you need to feel sexy in your running clothes that you have and uh, you want to buy them. Well, you can go out there and you can always find them on sale or you could find the last year's model or, or something like that. So that's a, an easy way to jump right in. Perfect. I love it. What about you, Nadia? Uh, I really would love to always remind people, and it doesn't matter where we are in our running journey, whether you're starting, whether you're restarting, is like remembering your why, remembering the purity of like why you started running and remembering that we all started somewhere. We all had to do that first mile. We all had to do that first, uh, you know, 10 miler or the first race, like whatever it is that you're, you're doing, like, like just, comparing is so horrible for us. And then we can be our harshest critic in our own mind. And if we keep seeing others like, oh, like they're doing more and like, I'm not doing enough and I'm not, I'm not worthy. Like, why am I going to go? That just, that plays negatively in our own head. And so reminding ourselves, like you are unique and special and beautiful in your own way. We each have our beautiful story 
and our own journey. And so you deserve to give yourself this gift of movement. You deserve to go out the door and give yourself, if it's 30 minutes, you deserve that. And a lot of times, like whether it be working professionals and mothers and parents, it's like, no, I don't have the time. It's like you do, because this is for you. Because the more that you serve and pour, pour into your own cup, the more that you're going to be able to serve and pour into other people's cups. And so it's so important to take care of yourself, to give yourself this gift of movement, because movement is life. And I don't know what I would do. And I would find a way to keep moving, even if I can't use my legs anymore. Just movement is life. It gives me breath. It gives me energy. And it gives me the, the light that I have internally. And I give thanks to running to showing me that journey. I love this. You guys are both so inspiring. Thank you so much for talking with me. And perhaps you can tell the listeners of the podcast that are not that much on Instagram or haven't found you yet how to get in touch with you and how they can find you. Oh, you can find me at Iron Girl Nadia on, on all social media platforms and contact me. I'm always happy to answer your questions and always happy to help out. And if you need a coaching, a coach, I'm here to help out too. And for me, you can find me at Fartlek Fanatic, uh, just like the, the workout Fartlek. Um, and that's pretty much across all social media platforms as well. And I'm an open book. You can always ask me questions. You can come to me for advice or just simply join along for the journey for some entertainment, a little bit of knowledge and some humor along the way. So thank you guys so much. Thanks, Nadia and Joe, for speaking with me. And again, listeners, if you would like to purchase any of the items or if you want to just check them out, a lot of the links are listed in the show notes. All joking aside, when you do run and it starts getting more mundane or you get bored of it, buying a new accessory can sometimes realistically help because it'll motivate you to go use it. Maybe it'll make it a little more pleasant. It could be all sorts of reasons. But so it is, it is actually decent motivator huh it sure is ryan and i'm glad you said that because i'm not feeling that motivated with running so um maybe i'll just get myself some new gear <laughs> <laughs> so no better time to start now so i guess we'll let you guys go and head straight to those websites and do some shopping happy <laughs> anniversary ryan <laughs> so thank everyone for listening to us we really appreciate it i really do appreciate seeing the comments back to us the positive comments it's really cool it's really enjoyable that's plenty enough to keep me doing this um letty has set up some gift certificates essentially to give away and so if you go to the instagram page and figure out how to potentially win it then maybe you can buy your own gear for free exactly so head over to at running podcast and with that have a good week of running Thanks for tuning in. For more information, head to www.runningpodcast.us. And as always, have a great week of running.